is the Marin County Flood Control and Water Conservation District. Uh, we'll start with uh, public comment, public open time for items not on today's agenda. And I'm not seeing anyone in the chambers. Is there anyone online with a comment on an item not on the agenda? Thank you. So uh, I'm going to ask our county administrator, would we be moving the urgency item at this y time? If, if it's uh, okay with you, I will take this opportunity to request the consideration of an urgency item. As I mentioned under the administrator's report, 10D was initially uh, posted online on Thursday. The department requested that we remove it, so we noted that we were planning to remove it on Friday. Subsequent to that, um, it has come to our attention that we need to accept the grant money in order to go forward with the project. And so therefore, we're asking for the urgency item. And so first, you would need to take a vote on the urgency, and then, um, then staff would present the item to you for your consideration. So the first vote is, are you willing to make a, a motion on the urgency of the item to add it back to your agenda? I would move 10D be added back as an urgency item. Thank you. Uh, motion by Rodoni, second by Lucan. Any public comment on this item? Not seeing any in the chambers. President Moon Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, thank you. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, that uh, urgency item passes, and the second motion now is so to So now I, I, I was thinking we can consider that item if staff is ready to present that item. Usually we, we present it at this time, right after the urgency uh, motion, so. Okay. Slideshow associated with that item. Yeah. If uh, great. Okay, so um, this item is related to several actions uh, concerning Marin City Pond permanent pump station. As you can see in this photo, uh, this is Marin City Pond during a flooding event. Uh, there's the access ramp to Marin City is completely closed. Highway 101 southbound is um, narrowed down to two lanes. This was taken in 2017. At the time of this photo, um, Drake and Donahue were also completely flooded and impassable. Uh, this is frequent and severe flooding that occurs in Marin City, and this project will ameliorate some of these flooding events. Um, so there's, so um, in 2021, there was a FEMA grant was accepted by your board, and since that time, staff has been working with FEMA, um, Cal OES, and consultants to flesh out the details of the concept plan that was included in the original FEMA grant proposal. And um, we've discovered through some preliminary investigations that that original proposal uh, was, was not feasible. Uh, we have subsequently developed a new proposal and that is the subject of this meeting. This item today is to revise the FEMA grant and update and, and, re, and make a new contract with the design engineers. Um, the new FEMA grant agreement for phase one is for $1.3 million, $4 million. And the total grant, including phase two, which is the construction component, will be $10 million. And there's a 25% match required by the, uh, the district for this project. Um, 
Today's action is for the design and permitting for the, a pump station, a wall, and storm drain upgrades. And um, if once we finish the 65% plans and designs for this and CEQA and permitting, we will go back to FEMA. And at that time, um, we anticipate FEMA will award the second part for construction. Uh, this is a typical way that contract grants are moving forward these days. They, the granting agencies like to see us get uh, FEMA, I mean, CEQA approval before we allocate funding for construction and moving forward. Very, very typical. Um, in addition, most of this work will be located on private property. We are currently working with the private property owners to get the required um, access agreements in place. And um, once we do that, the project construction can move forward. We are able to move forward with the phase one work right now. Um, next slide. Just a brief overview of what the project contains. There's um, three main components to it. The first component is the pump station. It's a 50 cubic CFS pump station. Um, all the water in Marin City drains to and through this pond, currently through, uh, by gravity, uh, through one culvert that goes into the bay. This pump station will pressurize that water and allow water to flow out even during high tide events. This also gives us some more adaptability in the case of sea level rise. Uh, uh, in addition to the pump station that we're proposing, there is a uh, flood wall we will install in the Caltrans right away. It's shown by the green line here. And um, that's replacing an existing muscle wall that's there that's been placed, uh, I think, since 2015. Uh, and just so, um, as I mentioned, the discharge is through a culvert that goes under Caltrans right away. Just to, just to note, we had a, initially, the initial project concept included a new culvert that was gonna be gravity, so you would have two parallel culverts. That would be ideal, but there were um, hidden objects that we discovered through our geotechnical investigation, and because of the complexity of doing an open cut across Highway 101, um, that was removed from our scope of work. Caltrans has since taken it on, but it'll be several years before that become, comes to fruition through the Caltrans process. Our pump will, even once the Caltrans pipe has been installed, the pump that we're proposing will be able to work with the, the dual pipes crossing uh, 101 and will also, like I said, offer more resiliency to sea level rise. Next slide. And the, the final component I wanted to talk about this project is a 400 linear foot section of pipe that we would like to upgrade that crosses the, um, the Marin City Shopping Center parking lot area. This pipe is undersized, and like I said, all the water that drains out of Marin City has to go to the pond, and one of the key routes to get to the pond is through the shopping center parking lot, and once this pipe is upgraded, it'll allow water to convey more freely to that um, to the pond. Okay, that's all the slides that I have. I'd like to move, um, tell you a little bit about our consultant selection process. 
BKF was selected initially for phase one of the work using a request for proposal method and they have worked with us and are very familiar with the project. Um, since the project scope has completely changed, we recommend a new contract and have negotiated the scope and cost for that contract. And um, we're relying on the original RFP process for that. And our recommendations today are threefold. Um, I'll go, just go right into that. I, I think I would like to paraphrase them and then refer to your document so you can motion on the written portion. But um, the first part is to accept the FEMA grant amendment. The second action is to execute the professional services contract with BKF. And the third action is to increase appropriations and revenues for this work. That's all. Great, I'm gonna open to questions. I have a couple. <laughs> Tracy, thank you, and thank you to staff for all the work that's gone in over a number of years now and will, will take a number of years. So as we put in these improvements, can you confirm again, what can we expect? You showed us a slide to begin with that had flooding out onto the highway. Will this all go away when we put these or are we just gonna see improvement in reduction of days and severity of flooding? This provides a 100 year level of flood protection. That no, I need it in people terms. Uh, I need oh. to understand what can the public expect when we put in the pump station and all. Will this fully solve pro the problem with flooding on the highway and, and Donahue? I don't think it will, so, and I wanna make that clear. And so I'm just asking for confirmation. Yeah, yes, it makes it better, but doesn't completely eliminate yeah. it. Super, yeah. sorry if that felt like a setup. Mm -hmm. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> and then just a, a second question that I've had. Is, so then the, the piping that goes across the parking lot, that is moving water from the Donahue drain across the parking lot into the pond, is that correct? Correct. Okay, and is that a gra gravity flow? I mean, the pump station is to move water out to the bay. That's a gravity flow. Okay. Great, it's just one of those things I always wondered. Okay. Can, can, I, can I ask one question about that? Mm -hmm. Have we figured out um, whether that's an easement now we have and do we have maintenance of that pipe or what, what are the arrangements? Do, have we made those yet? Those are still under negotiation right now. We have not come to any conclusive um, agreement yet. Thank you for that. Just a quick question on the pump station. How, how is it gonna be powered and what sort of backup redundancies will it have? Or is that still TBD? It's still TBD. Wait for that it, to come back. It's likely gonna be electrical, but there's a lot of components moving there. Okay. Thank you. All right, it's time now to call for public comment. I'm not seeing uh, anyone here in the chambers. I do see one hand online. Please, please unmute. Thank you, uh, Damien here. Um, and regarding this uh, quote unquote partnership um, and moving this forward, uh, you have one subcommittee uh, ad hoc group, I guess we can call it, that is meeting next week that, I'll, that I will be attending. But you also have another, uh, I guess, I don't know, task force is what you, you're calling it. And I would like, um, Ms. Mo Supervisor, Peters, yourself, or the, I, I can't think of the name of the uh, woman, excuse me, uh, that is presenting today. I would like 
yourself, Ms. Peters, or, or whoever is appropriately can explain, why are you having this uh, task force meeting? Why is it closed? Um, Ms. Morton Peters, you and I did discuss this uh, when you met, when they had this meeting, I think two months ago, month and a half ago. And you're having a task force meeting with pri pri uh, primarily people that are not from the community. And again, people in the community want to attend, for better or worse, learn the process, get more information, be included, and uh, give input on the community that they people are born and raised in. So will you explain why, you, you're, why you're having a closed meeting and you have said it's closed to, me, to, to everybody except the task force? Please explain this. Thank you. Okay, uh, I can take a stab at that or I can, all right. So there, this is a separate project from what we're hearing today. Uh, the drainage and watershed master plan is going through an advisory working group process and that group is meeting periodically to review data and there are community meetings planned at different intervals to bring forward the work that the advisory committee is developing with our consultant, uh, Schaff and Wheeler. Currently, there is a public outreach process going on right now where there are meetings with existing Marin City community organizations, including the CSD and the Senior Center and others. So there is a public input process. There are community meetings planned uh, periodically. And uh, the working group is doing what working groups do and working through data to be able to come back with recommendations to the community and those community meetings are open. So that's my response and uh, if there, are, there is no further public comment, I will bring it back for a motion, uh, a three-part motion. Yes, I was going to suggest, uh, supervisors, you could make a motion saying, you know, consistent with urgency item staff report recommendations. That way we're dealing with all three in the specific language. Okay, with that uh, preamble, Mary, would you like to make that motion? <laughs> I would make the motion that we, to approve the emergency item um, in line with the recommendation in the staff report. Right, and is there a second for that motion? Second. Thank you. Motion by Sackett, second by Rice. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. That motion carries. Thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you. We'll move now. Uh, we, we skipped, so we'll go back. Any Board of Supervisors matters? Nope. Okay, District Manager's report. Tracy? The quick one. Um, we are wrapping up our uh, pump maintenance and our creek maintenance and should be ready for the winter storms. Uh, we are normally scheduled to be finished with those by October 15th. That'll be done well ahead of time. We have several advisory board meetings coming up this fall. One in flood zone um, number one. We're planning on meeting in October. We are looking at targeting right now two different dates, either 19th or 26th of October. And um, in the Richardson Bay flood zone three, we actually have a couple of things going on. In the Homestead Valley on October the 9th, there'll be a site walk with the neighbors of Ethel and Evergreen area to discuss the process, the progress on the local stormwater analysis work and also get their input. 
little bit more site-specific, on-the-ground type of look. We have two other public meetings that are scheduled. One is, um, well, it's not a public meeting. There's the Marin City Stormwater Plan Task Force meeting that was the speaker spoke about today. That's on October the 4th. And then the Flood Zone 3 Advisory Board meeting, which is a public meeting, that will be October the 10th. In uh, Santa Venetia, Flood Zone 7, we have an advisory board meeting scheduled for September the 28th. And at Ross Valley, there will be another meeting this fall, but it has not yet been scheduled. So those are the activities we have going on this. Coming up. Yeah. Tracy, thank you. Um, I'm wondering um, if next month, perhaps, it sounds like you guys have a lot on your plate, but next month, um, or next, yeah, sometime in October, uh, when you do your report, if maybe we could include sort of a winter projection on what, you know, there's no crystal balls, but I think there is um, some information around El La Nina, El Nino. Um, and frankly, I think we should always sort of be prepared for the worst. Um, but anyway, maybe just sort of the, we are approaching the, we will be approaching the winter storm season, and I think it'd be good to, to sort of highlight what, what you all are preparing for and what we should be prepared for as residents. Thanks. Sure, we will we'll do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanna tag on to that. Tracy, thanks, we've got a lot going on, it's for sure. Um, I remember ahead of the uh, flood season, there were efforts and information in the community to clean to about st moving to vegetation and debris. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're taking care of our storm drains, but our public needs to know that too. So maybe when you come back, it's uh, how are you preparing for winter rainstorms and how should our communities prepare? I'll be happy to report on that. I do want to mention we do have a. Um, Mailer that goes out as part of our, our community rating system program that does go to all of the residents that are in uh, a flood hazard area that does speak to how to prepare for the upcoming winter. So that's going out for sure, no matter what you know we Great. present here. Why but don't I can report in more detail. Yeah, bring that as an informational item next month, if you would. That would okay. be great. Through the chair, yeah, just right. Tracy, that reminder, and we have a Marin County ordinance about whether you're in a flood hazard area or not, mm -hmm. res your responsibility as a property owner to keep your floodways, gutters, everything clean and clear, and it's really those first storms that hit us the worst mm -hmm. when things get blocked up. If I could just jump in, I, um, Tracy, just want to appreciate the work you've put into our communication on Flood Zone 7. I feel like we're making great progress. Great. And just share with my colleagues that Stephen Torrance is going to come to the September 28th Flood Zone meeting to really talk to the community. And that was, they kept asking, what do we, how can we prepare? And I've learned that there's nuances about sandbagging that I didn't know. And so um, I'm, I'm appreciating that collaboration for him to come in and talk directly to the people who are asking. So mm -hmm. hope for a good turnout. Good to know, Thanks. Mary. We should probably all be doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Great. One more. Should we? That's all I have to report. I don't know if there's. Is there a public comment on this item? An opening and Trust so. in both Peters, there are no speakers in the Great. All right, Tracy, we'll get, we'll let you get Thank to you. your last Thank 10 you. minutes. 
Okay, next item, I have a slideshow for that as well. It's actually not a show, it's one picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it brief. Um, Okay, well, I can get started without the pictures. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so we, the next item pertains to Nevada dredge. We do dredging um, approximately every four to five years in the Nevada Creek and its tributaries. And the areas that we show for sediment removal is highlighted in purple there. And, that's, and um, the last time we dredged was in 2020 and at that time, we started to move towards a, a program where we beneficially reuse the sediment. And um, that means, you know, placing it in areas that will benefit the habitat or have some structural benefit. And the orange locations that are shown on this graphic here are where we did some beneficial reuse in the past. And if you look up on the sort of the left-hand side of the ecotone levee, the left-hand side of Deer Island Basin is an area called the Ecotone Levee. Um, we did what was called a thin lift uh, a placement of sediment, and it will help to build up that uh, levee that's already there and make it stronger and um, actually make the slope a little bit more gentle. The idea behind the Ecotone Levee is as the tides rise and water comes up, um, it, the... Uh, landscape gets to grow and adapt with the, the rising tide. So we're starting to build an ecotone levee there with our sediment that we're trying to get rid of. Prior to these beneficial reuse type of activities, we would just take it to the Novato dump um, or try to find some contractors where we could get rid of the soil. Um, but now we're really moving to a beneficial reuse scenario. This is really um, heartily supported by the permitting agencies um, th some of the other locations that we dispose of the sediment in past years uh, or, or in 2020 was along our existing Linwood levee that's shown in the yellow linear feature on the map and also placed it in Heron's Beat Pond to raise the surface to actually make a more vibrant wetland area once that gets more sediment filled into it. Um, this year we are looking at a different method of both dredging and disposal. A um, couple of the, dis the, the different methods of disposal that we're considering is one is a hydraulic dredge model. Currently, we dam the creek off and we get equipment in there, typical backhoes, um, bulldozers, scrape out all the material, put it in trucks, drive it away. Um, We've been told by permitting agencies and contractors that we should look at a hydraulic dredge method, which would require us to, um, again, put in a dam up the creek, pump water from the bay into the creek, get it to a certain elevation so we can have a boat in there, and then do a suction dredge operation like you would have um, if you were dredging a marina or that sort of thing. The problem with that sort of approach is that um, then you have all of this slurry material that you have to dispose of. Well, in this case, that's an opportunity. We are looking in the area that's Deer Island Basin uh, for a disposal location. 
and it's highlighted with a little dashed yellow lines. So we would take that slurry material, it's mostly water with a little bit of sediment in it, and we would pump it over into Deer Island Basin. Uh, we expect the water depths of that slurry to be uh, one to three feet deep, and um, we just let it settle out there. The water would evaporate and sink into the ground, and it would leave behind about an inch of sediment. And um, this has multiple benefits. It kind of recreates the natural process of distributing sediments into the floodplain. Another benefit is um, when we move forward to the Nevado Baylands restoration efforts, we would um, be breaching these levees and water would come in and hopefully naturally form wetlands. The problem is because a set of um, settlement of the, of the area, the water would be too deep to have a vibrant wetland form. It would take many, many years for that to grow. In this scenario, um, over multiple cycles of dredging, we would be able to gradually raise the base of that Deer Island Basin. So we have never done this before. It's actually not being done in that many places or any in the Bay Area. I wish Roger was here. Um, uh, but we are looking at doing this here. It's, it, we are, one of the big items of the scope of work is to test the feasibility, both is it, um, is it uh, cost effective and can we do it in the way that the permitting agencies are comfortable with. Um, if we can cross the cost effective threshold, um, we believe that the permitting agencies will eventually like it. There's a chance that over the course of the next year, we can't move that bar far enough, but it may be practical in 2030. So that's the, the scope of work that we're looking at here. We're also looking at, um, I forgot to mention, in the lower right-hand corner, uh, using some of the material to uh, strengthen a portion of levee on the other side of Highway 37. Um, so we um, went through a competitive consultant selection process using both a combined RFQ, RFP, and because of um, Haley and Aldridge experience with this type of work, we recommend selecting them. And I'm ready to summarize the recommendations for this action. Um, there's twofold. Authorize the president to execute an agreement with Haley and Aldridge for professional services um, to prepare plans and specifications for Nevada Creek maintenance sediment removal project and also authorize the director of finance to increase expenditure appropriations by uh, $400,000. Tracy, for that presentation, any questions? Please. Just a quick one. Yes. Uh, is, is this type of dredging um, more expensive, less expensive, or about the same as what we've historically done in this area? We like to think it's going to be about the same. Okay. Um, but we don't know. That's going to be one of the key results of this investigation. Gotcha. So if, if it is the same, but it's just as effective, then you probably still do it on a similar cycle once every five years? Yes. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. And, and one of the things that we might be looking at is um, it may be a little bit more expensive, but maybe less mitigation. So it could, we don't know. It, these are the types of questions we'll be asking. Okay. Um, yeah, I know it's a little ways away, but by the time it comes, but because this is 
relatively accessible might be a nice little field trip for those that are interested um, when that time comes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Great. Uh, yes, Rice and then second. Yeah, Tracy, thank you. That was a great presentation. Um, really interesting project. I'm just curious about the, the, the funding and the degree to which actually this project, because it is sort of uh, novel and, and a pilot, and I'm thinking the resource agencies would likely like it if it pans out. Um, is there any exter other external monies that might come to bear in terms of executing it other than um, just because it, it, it frankly potentially has benefit uh, and uh, value um, for other entities as well as the resource agencies going forward? Um, I'm not sure what, I mean, it's always difficult to get um, grant funding for maintenance projects. Um, I think you would have to frame this as a restoration project for the Nevado Baylands, um, and there may be some sort of funding through, you know, SFBRA or some other similar type organization for that type of work. Um, we are also working with the Army Corps of Engineers um, on concepts for this type of thing down in Bothine Marsh, um, but it's it's very. It's I, appre I appreciate that. I think it's worth worth keeping it out on folks' radar because mm -hmm. um, we are testing something, and, and what we learn may have a lot of value for other agencies. And this this action is for this original study. It's not for the construction cost, and so maybe between now and then something will come up. Perfect. Thank you, mm -hmm. Supervisor Sackett. I have comments, not questions. Then we'll go to public comment. I don't see anyone in the chambers. Is there anyone online? Commissioner Mullen Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, we will bring it back for comments. Supervisor Luthen, do you want to lead off? We'll go down the line. No, no, no. Nothing no additional comments. Great work. But you'll move the item? I will. Uh, I'll make the motion right now and then we can still get comments. <laughs> so I, I move this uh, recommendation Super. for the approval. All right, Supervisor Rice, your comments? Second. No, no comments. So I just want to thank you. I think, I mean, this is sort of on the forefront of this work, and I've been watching closely because of CSA 6 wanting to be dredged and the potential with McGinnis, and had the opportunity on Friday to listen to Roger present to a BCDC Sediment and Beneficial Reuse Commission working group um, with a lot of people from around the Bay Area and a lot of interest in this. And I think, you know, a couple things that jumped out is that my understanding is when this was, the sediment was used before, they had to dry it out and then re-slurry it in order to spread right. it out. So that's, that's thin correct. lift, so just thinking through that. Mm -hmm. But really the premise also that, that he talked about in that presentation was the notion of like letting, that this is the more natural <laughs> and a more natural process. And in these ongoing dredge situations that we know there isn't funding for like there once was, that letting, restoring natural processes versus really engineered um, projects is probably the wave of the future. But this is one of these issues where BCDC is saying they want beneficial reuse, but they're making it so incredibly mm -hmm. complex to get through the mitigation and the hurdles and so mm -hmm. forth. So kudos for trying it here. And um, I think we 
all need to just keep pushing it as, as an idea worth experimenting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Supervisor Sackett. And I just, I feel very fortunate that we have Roger Leventhal working on our staff. He's a leader in these innovative um, dredging and uh, sediment disposal methods in the Bay Area. Yeah, great. And um, Supervisor Rice, to your point, yeah, we're all watching with interest this because there's other locations on the bay that want to do the same thing uh, if we can get the permit. So anyway, we had a motion and a second, I believe. Yeah, a motion by Luke and second by Rice uh, uh, to move this item. Uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Great. All right. That carries. We have a consent calendar here. Is there anyone who wants to take any of the consent items off? Items. I'll move consent. Okay. Any public comment on consent? Pressing the moment, Peters. There are no speakers in the agenda. Okay, seeing none. Uh, we had, I'm sorry, who moved it? You did, Katie, and who seconded? I did. Thank you. I must <laughs> need lunch. Okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. That carries, and we are now going to adjourn as the Marin County Board of uh, Flood Control and Water District and reconvene as the Board of Supervisors.